What's a commonly held marketing belief that you just don't agree with whatsoever? You just don't have to spend a million dollars to get good marketing efforts. You just have to be smart. All right, everybody, thank you for joining the Foremost Media Marketing Chat Podcast. This is Evan Faisiger, and I'm, I'm super excited to have our guest here today. You know, she's been doing marketing uh, for a long time at a manufacturing company. I'll let her tell her story, but her name is Jessica Jacobson. She's the Marketing and Communications Manager at Apache Stainless. So we're really excited to, to have you here, Jessica. And thank you. curious, too, you know, how did you find yourself you know, at your current position, you know, what what led you to be the marketing communications manager there? Uh, well, I have uh, been a marketer for original equipment for B2B for uh, 30 years. And I became marketing and communications manager at Apache Stainless, uh, having been asked by a previous manager that I worked with at my last company who had said, hey, would you like to uh, come to Apache and help us out? And, you know, it was closer to my family. So I moved as well. And um, I, I've really, I very much enjoy working here at Apache Stainless. Oh, nice. So, so, so you got brought with. <laughs> I, I did. It's so undeniable that they had to bring you with. <laughs> yes, I, they did. Yes. And you've been, you know, in the marketing uh, realm for the manufacturing industry for quite a while now. Is there any, is there something that you wish everyone understood, you know, what it's like to be a marketer at a manufacturing company? Yeah. So normally if you're in a manufacturing field, um, then you have a B2B market. So you're selling to business teams, uh, purchasing teams, and it's, it's very different than uh, business to consumer. Um, a lot of those things um, for if you're just working directly with the consumer, you could probably get a little bit more of an emotional response. Um, you might be able to um, work through um, just some basic kinds of information and have the cost be maybe a driving factor. But um, it's completely different with uh, manufacturing. In fact, I, I simply would not be qualified to do business to consumer as much um, because it is a different type of marketing program because you have a highly technical audience. So your value and your messaging must be true and proven. You can't do some of the catchy kinds of things that are in business consumer. Um, I, I see that and, it, and it's sometimes I'm like, you know, it's too bad because I know at that particular company or, you know, that those particular, you know, um, product leaders could certainly come up with something that has more value to um, a business team purchasing your product. Um, so, but your eye, eye on the prize is really your true value proposition of your company or your brand or your, your product. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, it, it is different, right? I mean, B2B versus B2C. Uh, I know that there's that big push of, you know, there's always still people, right, at the end of the right. day, but there's different thought process that, that go into the buying and into the purchase decisions for it. Do you ever get 
you ever get a little jealous of, of, of some of the B2C marketers and how they can do some of the more, you know, catchy <laughs> sort of yeah, marketing B2, work? B2C is, is, you know, a bummer. Like, okay, you got to follow your brand guidelines of what you do, you know, yeah, you do. And you really do, probably should for business to consumer, but you, you have a whole different thing with emotional response um, that people have like emotional buying. And believe me with B2B, if they're doing that, I, you know, they might, not be giving that their company the best value <laughs> because if anything is emotional and it's about it, it is this company is going to make me look good and help me with my career. That's your emotional response rather than this is cute and you know I need one of these because I don't have pink. You know. Yeah, it's definitely a different type of emotion, right? Like you said, it's and I've been seeing a little bit more of the the emotion in some of the marketing and it's exactly what you said too. It's, you know, this is going to help my career. This is a good choice. This is the safe choice. You know, it's almost back to the old IBM thing, right? Nobody gets fired for choosing right. IBM. Exactly. <laughs> so, so exactly. That, that, you know, that sort of emotional versus, you know, the B2C side of things. And I guess being in the, that sort of marketing realm for so long, what's the, what's the biggest change that, that you've seen during that time? Boy, the last, and I'm not even going to say two, three years, it's been 10 years for me anyway, is that your employer mm. brand, it, normally you're so busy working on your products and your services, but the, the, if you don't have good quality, you know, employees that are coming in and do and helping you with your products and services, and that's, that's going to be a problem because, you know, there is, and this is something we're very highly involved with. So I, I think community brand, employer branding, um, I think needs to be supported by marketing. And I've seen more and more companies do that. Um, the other thing too is, is the, um, you really have to stay focused on the technology to retrieve, you know, your customer data, behaviors, trends, um, and just to, reevaluate your positioning with customers and that data is so much easier to get now but those are the two uh i'd say the two biggest changes that i've seen in the last 10 years yeah and it's not just data for data's sake right it's what can you do no. with that data you know it's one thing to capture and collect it with all the different technologies like you said but then you've got to have somebody there that understands what to do with it you know how do i use this from a marketing or a sales perspective or even an operations you know perspective too yeah, right for sure yeah uh, so you got the data right the trends everything else is there something that you think everybody in this industry right i mean in the manufacturing marketing industry you mentioned how it's a lot different than b2c well, what's something that at least from the marketing side of things you think everyone in this industry should be doing or at least paying attention to. Yeah, I think you really got to uh, learn and invest in the methodology and the philosophy of sound marketing practices and how they match with business practices and how you can support other parts of your your organization. I mean, this even to the point where you need to plan it, follow it, measure it, you know, come back and then make changes uh, from there. But uh, again, you get people that don't have experience or working at that higher level, or they don't have access to that higher level of marketing, and they're just churning the wheels. Okay, I, I'm doing this ad. Why does it? Why is this graphic all that important? That kind of thing. So closing that loop uh, for new people in the business. Um, and just people kind of coming from other industries, and that's what you're seeing. 
you know, not necessarily, you're not finding people with 30 years of market experience, you know, they're wanting to retire. So that's what I really see uh, that people should really start doing. And whether that's in, in a class or, um, or books or however, um, I think that that higher level beyond tactical into strategy is very important to start learning and, and buying in to why uh, the planning is so important. Yeah. And do you think that that's going to carry over? Like, so if we're looking at what the biggest challenge is for manufacturing uh, marketers in the next five years, is that, is that going to continue or is there something else that's going to be on the horizon? No, a, another challenge is that, you know, the marketers need to be able to articulate about their technical products. I mean, it's, you know, it's more than just taking a picture and, and putting out a video with some music. I mean, you need to be able to tell your, your stories of your value proposition and really dig deep into processes or, you know, some of the solutions that you're solving for. And you have to be able to speak that intellectual language to your customers, even from a marketing standpoint, not just your sales team that needs to probably be fairly technical, but, you know, your, your marketing assets. And that's, Probably the biggest challenge is finding people who have the mindset to write and develop these these technical conversations and media to help that. Just kind of like what you're doing there. This is pretty technical, um, but you are um, creatively developing some content that is uh, going to help with a lot of your uh, audience. Yeah, I, completely. And you know, I think the big thing, too, is what used to work doesn't work anymore. So 10 years ago, you could write a piece, you know, around a certain topic that maybe you didn't quite understand because there, there wasn't as much competition out there. It wasn't everybody trying to do content marketing, but now, you know, there's so much of that marketing fluff pieces out there that if you just write another one, it's not going to get the time of day from anybody from Google, from the potential buyer, right? It needs to actually, be coming from, you know, the, the, uh, the authority of an expert that actually knows what they're writing about it and what they're talking about it. And anybody that has, you know, that sort of that knowledge, right. They can tell when they're reading it, you know, when you're reading a blog post and it looks like somebody just scraped together a couple of different, you know, what yeah. they're writing and trying yeah, to you can tell. You can tell. And, yeah. Yeah. And the more, the more in depth and the more it provides the customer with a solution, then the more readability that it'll get. So if, is there anybody, I guess, in the marketing or, you know, manufacturing kind of industrial space that you think is just doing a, a great job with their marketing? Well, um, a couple years ago, maybe, maybe quite a few years ago, I read a case study on Caterpillar and they'd lost market position. And what happened was they actually had a competitor equipment in a, in a new build of their company. So their own company weren't even using Caterpillar for the excavation for the business. And um, so, again, this was in a, um, a marketing coursework that I was taking, and they lost their number one spot, but they have clearly uh, been defending that number one market uh, share for many years now. And, you know, they had a lot of serious foreign competition, um, but it's it was more they had marketing, they had business, they had contracts, um, they worked on branding. They really, uh, really turned that around, and they've held that position for many, many years now. 
And I think that a lot of that is because they were able to turn it around because they tied everything together around turning so around. They, you mentioned they the were brand, mentioned other aspects of it. Yeah, even in, even contracts pricing, um, efficiencies in their bill, even union stuff. I mean, they this was a more than just a marketing effort, and that kind of goes back to you know what we were talking at the beginning of this podcast that marketing needs to support the other efforts. You know, it's more than just messaging. It needs to support all areas of the business. Uh, and so you mentioned that you read that in a, in a case study that you were taking for a class. What are you reading now, right? Where are you getting your marketing information from? Well, right now I'm, I'm because I also have a communications hat. So I'm reading, uh, just finished, No Ego. Uh, it's by Cy Wakeman, and it's about removing communication barriers in the workplace. It's a lot about, you know, coaching soft skills and communications. And again, I I do uh, help with communications, both outwardly and inwardly here, because when your employees are uh, involved in communication and starting to get engaged in their business, that helps grow uh, the loyalty of the business and of, of the manufacturing, um, you know, whole, whole realm there. The other thing I went to the pet show and I saw Coach Carter, he was really fun. Um, he made people do push-ups, which is kind of funny. Um, I was way in the back, so I didn't have to do it. <laughs> but um, he has, he has, he's had a, a movie that's, I don't know, 10, 12 years old, but he uh, gave everybody book, the book, Yes or No, Ma'am. So I, I enjoyed reading that. That's good. Yeah, I think that that's an interesting uh, topic for the book. You know, I've read other, uh, like Ego is the Enemy, for example, you know, that kind of hit on how that can impact, you know, your inward decisions. But, you know, I guess putting that into the workplace, right, how you communicate with the team and how the team communicates with each other. Is is that really what the book hit on? Yes, yes. Both both, um, the the no ego was a lot about communications and soft skills. And then the yes or no, ma'am, was um, really on him. Um, It was really on attitude and, um, you know, not not giving up. A lot of it was about coaching a lot. Well, so you've been doing marketing, you know, for, for a while there and communications, of course, too. But from the the marketing side, is there a success that, that you're most proud of, you know, one that you really, if you're going to retire in the next few years, you're going to hang your hat on and talk about that? Hmm. I um, I don't think I'm there yet. Um, you know, just when you think you've got a job well done, that some something, some technology comes, it's just really hard to keep up with the technology and or somebody comes around and says, well, you know, can we, can we do something on that customer data set? Um, you know, I, I have had um, some of my ebooks uh, republished for Apache, so I was happy with that. Um, I've, I was just looking at an ebook again, looking at click throughs, reads, downloads, keyword searches, and survey, you know, customer data. I had um, a white paper that was talking about heat transfer surfaces. And it was, it had 22,000 reads and it's only 18 months old. So, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) you know, but like I said, I kind of don't think I'm quite there yet. I've got a a couple lists of things that are, I think, um, probably best practice going on. But, um, you know, there's always something, something new that you got to (laughs) learn and figure out how to do it. 
uh, and your best is yet to come, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I. I guess on the other side of things, uh, what about uh, marketing failure, right? Something that maybe didn't go as planned and what did that teach you? Um, so um, I, for many years in the first part of the, my career, I did uh, trade shows, uh, just just mechanical. Okay, I'm supposed to do this and I'm, you know, supposed to do this and here's my budget and um, as, as especially in 2008, uh, when there was just kind of a downturn and we were like, okay, we should, you know, kind of roll up our sleeves and look at our budget. Um, we were like, okay, what, what's the ROI of this trade show? And I think that's important because I think you can, um, you know, some companies are like, they will spend an absolute fortune um, and not even return uh, inquiries or respond or make appointments or even do things ahead of time where you can invite customers. And a lot of people are just not following up with those kinds of, you know, marketing efforts. Um, but I think that's probably a, a failure uh, from a marketing to not consider the cost and what your return on investment. I now do that. I've been doing this for probably 10 years now. But um, when I first got in the industry, I, I just didn't. I was just uh, following, uh, following what I was told to do. And as I got more involved in the leadership of the marketing effort and, and having responsibility for costs, um, that's something that I definitely do now, for sure. Yeah. Well, and that's a good, you know, trade shows are a good example, you know, of ways that they can be better and actually start to track back to ROI. And yeah, I'll be the first to admit bias, right? I've always been more of a digital marketer than, than anything else. So I've looked at the trade shows and the budgets that are spent and everything else that goes into the trade show, you know, for a lot of the companies that we work with. And, you know, I'd ask that question, like, well, what's the return on investment, you know, for this? And a lot of people couldn't answer it. And, yeah. you know, the other thing I was amazed at, and this was a number of years ago, so I'd like to think that this is you know different now as well, like, like you pointed to. But at what point somebody said, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the ROI is for these trade shows because I just need to keep – I need to stay here because I've got this booth. I've had this booth. There's a lot of legacy for it. If I'm not – exhibiting at this trade show that you know the competition over there they're going to start to spread rumors about why i'm not here and it's going to be that yeah. business is doing i definitely know? heard that <laughs> too like i definitely heard that um there you know in terms of trade shows there's there's some things that you can do um to you know maybe reduce the size a little bit maybe come up with some creative ways to have um equipment that you know is um something that is more of a display. Um, and you could, like you and I have done in the past, really market uh, the trade show, um, you know, special landing page and special marketing program so you can get your ROI. So you, you can, you know, look at the whole thing and just see where you are. But a lot of companies, this is this is their show. They, you know, they... Um, do, don't do things that way. And I totally understand that. Um, you know, if you, if you're not, uh, we're organized as an employee owned company. So this is something that I definitely will do this for the company, make sure that, you know, we're responsible to, you know, our budget, but there's companies that are owned by, 
um, an individual or a corporation, and they may not have those those goals the same as what we do. But I definitely um, like to do things with an ROI calculator from the show. I definitely do this. Yeah, and that's a fair point, especially with you know there being so many opportunities to do so. And I know that you've always done well, you know, at the trade shows. Uh, you know, aside from <laughs> the one that you learned your lesson on, I'm sure with, yeah. with being able to track it, being forward thinking, and you know, how can we? We're already going to spend this anyways. How can we get the most out of it? Both exactly. Both, actually, you know, during the show, before the show, even after the show. Right. Definitely. Definitely. So. I guess, you know, take, you know, obviously trade shows would be one of these, but what other marketing channels are you really focused on right now that you're having a lot of success with, or, you know, maybe you're, you see it as an opportunity that you could get more success from? Well, definitely social media, but it's all, it's all integrated, right? So social media, but social media trade shows, social media for um, our employer branding, um, targeted digital advertising, whether it be emails or ads, um, we have video everywhere. We have it on Vimeo, on social media, on um, we even um, for recruitment will go into colleges and things like that. I mean, we have it really everywhere at trade shows and then the trade shows to be um, strategic. So um, if you are at a trade show, uh, is this a strategic uh, plan for your business? Is it something you've done for years that never had an ROI just because? Or is this something in a growth area that you really need to be at for both the employees and the team and for people to learn more about that industry? So those are even strategic also. Yeah, we've seen a big shift, you know, towards um, social media, you know, as well, both from, you know, lead generation aspect, right? I mean, that's something that's always going to make the headlines from it, but also a recruiting standpoint and just showing the company culture and making sure that as you're all fighting for the same sort of talents, right, that right. That, that people want to work where, you, where you're at and they do want to submit their application or even stay working there for, yeah, for, for sure. that matter. Yeah, that's, that's true. What's a what's a commonly held you know marketing belief you know something that is maybe seen as a best practice or just an industry standard that you just completely don't agree with whatsoever? I, I you just don't have to spend a million dollars to to get good marketing efforts. You just have to be smart, you know. Um, and you can spend a million dollars if you want. You can you can <laughs> you put spend more your, than that too. Yeah, you can plaster your logos all over it all all cars and 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 uh people's shirts and shoes and you know and, and uh uh banners and you know across your company give everybody ten shirts I mean and and spend a lot of money on um print you know print advertising but I, I just um would say that um, I I look for efficiencies um, and I measure what works and I wouldn't use um, like ego or pride. For example, you have companies that call us and say, uh, oh, it's this big corporate, you know, um, uh, producer is coming to Beaver Dam and if you pay thousand dollars and give us a whole list of all your contacts <laughs> then we'll yeah then seriously that's what they do and then you know and we could publish this for you and then you could pay for reprints and people will will bowl over for that they're like oh that's such a good deal but man the the resources that go in here and the fact that 
you know, when you, you get down to the nuts and bolts of that, you, you find out that it's not even going to your industry partners. And again, it doesn't have that value proposition. It's all me, 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 and we're good, we're great, but it doesn't, customer doesn't want to read that. They want to read, how are you solving our problems? You know, that's that's why they're doing business with you. How, what are you solving? You know, it's not like you we're selling in nuts and bolts. It's it's really how are you solving our processes? So I I really think that you can have a a, a fairly modest budget and really uh, go to town if you look for measure uh, efficiencies and measure what works and uh, you know spend on programs that have payback. Right. And you, you nailed it, right? Payback. It, it all comes back to the ROI at the end of the day. And I know that's been a focus of yours. And I think that, you know, rightfully so. It's, I don't need to spend a million dollars to do marketing. I can figure out how I can make marketing actually be a revenue generating part of the company versus, you know, uh, just something that makes pretty pictures and make people feel good. Right, it. exactly. And put some posts out there, plan to trade shows and things like that. So, yeah, yeah. ROI, right? I think that, that's the overall general theme. Right. Marketing infused with sales and other business practices, for sure. And I think I think that's a perfect spot to leave it at unless you have you know, any other sort of tidbits you'd like to you'd like to end the show with. I, I no, I've, this has been fun and, and uh, I wish you uh, the best. I hope it, it gives people some some context or value in their business and their manufacturing business. I think you added a ton of ton of value to the show. I really appreciate you taking the time. Okay, you bet. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Foremost Media Marketing Chat Podcast. If you want to stay on top of your marketing game, make sure to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more episodes, show transcripts, and marketing insights, go to foremostmedia.com.